Wei Hong Seng is a Taiwanese author and Instagrammer, posting under the handle at london.nanzi. He's based in London and has written a travel guide available for sale in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, Singapore and Malaysia. And he regularly shares insights and travel tips on the UK capital, as well as his hometown, Taipei. You're listening to The Journey Podcast, where I, Cy Wilmore, talk with pioneers, trailblazers and thought leaders who are pushing the envelope in their industries. Season 5 is brought to you in partnership with the Taiwan Tourism Administration. I know a lot of Chinese people who decide to come to the UK to study, I know they have some sort of fantasy um, towards the UK, <laughs> you know, all these kind of royal family, um, Harry Potter, these kind of things, <laughs> and influenced by the this media. Is, this is what our country is now. It, it's just it's just kings, queens, and wizards. This is what our country is nowadays, right? Exactly. Um, but but I didn't have that. I, I wasn't expecting to, to you know, um, well, I didn't have this kind of strong fantasy towards mm-hmm. the UK at all. I It wasn't even my first option while I applied for different universities throughout Europe. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it was it was quite um, unexpected, but I, I'm glad that um, I chose here and then I'm also here now. Fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, your first experiences landing in London and the kind of the, the differences, the culture shocks that you experienced. I actually, in the first few days in London, I enjoyed a lot, um, just to, just to, you know, do some normal stuff, grocery shopping, buying a coffee from a coffee shop, um, taking the tube, taking the train, um, seeing what houses look like, what flats look like in, in London, in different parts of London. Like it was just, it was just really amazing to, to be in a different country and to, to explore and observe. Oh, absolutely. Exactly what you say there, Wei Hong. I think one of the beautiful things about travel is, you know, it, a lot of it is wildly different and, you know, cultures, religions, heritage, food, all of the above can be wildly, wildly different. But there are, no matter where you go in the world, there are kind of plenty of things that, that bind us as well, right? As you say, maybe go and have a cup of coffee at a coffee shop and watch the world go by. That's, you know, just about any country that you go to in the world nowadays, at least, is is that kind of that shared experience that we all have. And that must have been quite reassuring as somebody in a new city. Yeah, for sure. For example, now I've, I've lived here for seven years now. So <laughs> um, whenever people ask me, like, do you enjoy living in London? Why do you not go back to Taiwan? And I would say, well, if you if you settle down and you have a dive, a network here, and then it's just these simple things that you are connected to your local neighborhood, you, you live in a... Uh, a flat that you're happy with, you live in an area they're happy with, and then you've got job, you've got friends, um, you you've got a supermarket that you like to go to uh, mm-hmm. every single week. These kind of things. So although having grown up in time pay, um, now London is my second home, and then I think uh, whenever I travel back to Taiwan to visit family for holiday, um, it does give me a really fresh perspective looking back to the um, hometown where I grew up in. Does London feel like home nowadays then? Um, yeah, I do think so. I do think really? so. Um, that's that's why I decided to, to I think I'll just give it a few year, more years to go to see <laughs> where it takes me. But yeah, I'm overall, I'm quite happy living here. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Let's talk a little bit more. You mentioned going back to Taipei there. Let's kind of dive into that. So let's say you're you're on the flight. You're with 
EVA, EVA, and you're just about to touch down in Taipei. Obviously, you want to see friends, you want to see family, but maybe there's a place that you're desperate to go back to, a favorite restaurant, a favorite coffee shop that you would like to go and kind of bring back old memories. Do any kind of favorite destinations, favorite venues come to mind? Yeah, I think it really depends on my mood. Um, sure. It's, it's a long flight. Um, so I lived in the southeast side of Taipei before. Um, mm -hmm. If you look at the on the metro map, it's the terminal stop of the Brown Line on the southeast side, um, Taipei Zoo. Um, that that area that's yeah. where my university was in before, and so that area is very different from kind of like central Taipei. Um, and then, although after leaving Taiwan, I've never had a chance to go back to that neighborhood again. Um, um, so but it's an area that I still think of sometimes. Um, and then there are a few districts and areas in Taipei that are really interesting. Obviously, everyone um, knows Taipei 101, which is in the um, very busy um, district in central Taipei. But there are a few um, areas in Taipei that I used to enjoy um, just having a straw. Um, I'm a street photographer myself, so I did street photography in those areas. Um, for example, um, there's an area close to the 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 station of the red line Zhongshan, um, called Chifeng Street, um, and there are a few surrounding um areas and streets in that big area that were used to be the central government um like kind of administration area during Japanese colonial area. Oh, interesting. So um, it had a really interesting a mixture of Taiwanese old flats with um you can see some um japanese wooden houses and also um traces of um the japanese colonial influence for example you can find a lot of really authentic japanese restaurants and small bars this area is kind of turned into a really hippie place mm, now you can cool. find coffee shops you can find like boutiques um shopping areas etc but it's also got a really old um, old area that has traditional street market that has some really traditional street food that you can try in that area or for example um, although I think most of people will land in Taoyuan airport when you fly into Taiwan which is the another city just outside Taipei sure. but within Taipei city there's a, another small airport called Songshan and around that area um, it's a really interesting area um, just outside that airport there's a neighborhood there. Um, there's a street called Fujing, um, F-U-J-I-N, Fujing Street. Um, that's the area I used to go to a lot as well because my mm -hmm. best friend used to live there. Awesome. Um, it's an area without close proximity to other parts of Taipei because it had it's got no metro stations. It's mm -hmm. got it's only got bus, so um, it's quite. I would say quite quite secluded within, like even in central Taipei, it's very tranquil, very quiet, and you've got a lot of like interesting shops and restaurants, and it's a very clean and wide street. Um, um, it's got trees lined up on the street, and then you 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 can see, uh, planes flying over above your head, and and it's it's a really nice area as well. So just there, there are just so many um areas in Taipei um, other than the normal usual 
um, touristic areas that you can explore. And I think that's mm-hmm. the beauty of Taipei. It's it's nothing, I would say it's nothing fancy if you compare to, you know, say other Asian countries like Tokyo, um, Hong Kong, uh, Bangkok. It's nothing fancy, but it's just, it's you just get a sense of tranquility and you, you get to know more about this city uh, and this very special country. Wonderful. I think you say it's nothing fancy, but I would say maybe the the less fancy places, the, the more authentic places, are the ones where you have all the fun. Right? There's there's going to be your local coffee shop or the local street food seller. And for me, at least, and I'm sure most of the people listening, it's nice to go. If you you know you mentioned Tokyo, it's nice to go and see the Sky Tree. It's nice to go and see Taipei 101. But then it's also nice to go to the, the, I don't know, the slightly less perfect area because that's where the amazing food and the amazing culture is going to be, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, I just named a few um, just now, but there are so much yeah. more to explore. Um, for example, Night Market, you don't have to go to the the, the big um, the big names. Um, you can go to some really small local ones. Um, they are just dotted around the city um, and then just stumble upon a street store that you like. Even if they don't speak English perfectly, you can try Google Translate. Um, <laughs> do, do some homework ahead of the trip um, to see what to expect. Um, have a list of um, food options that you want to try. Um, interact with people. Um, I would say Taiwanese people in general are very uh, friendly and um, easy to approach. So um, I'm sure even if they don't speak English, um, you'll be fine. Fantastic. You mentioned some of the night markets there, some of the less famous ones. Do any examples come to mind? Yeah, actually, just not very far from Taipei 101, there's an area that is quite uh, very residential. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I went back this March and my best friend moved to that area, so he took me there. Um, I've never been there before, uh, even um, growing up in Taiwan, Taipei, but um, it's Tonghua, Tonghua Night Market. Um, it's a very small night market. It's just a very short street of street stores and different shops. But um, you kind of avoid the crowd uh, from all those big night markets. And you get to see like really residential um, area in Taipei. And then it's not far from Taipei 101. So it's perfect for you to just go, go. I don't know, after your shopping or sightseeing, you can just hop on the bus and get there mm-hmm. and try a lot of local street food. Tonghua, I guess we're spelling that T-O-N-G-H-U-A. Is that correct, Tonghua? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the kind of the similarities and the differences and celebrating them both between the, you know, the differences between the UK and and Taiwan. Um, a lot of your photography, as you say there, Wei Hong, you're, you like to take photography, you're a photographer. What kind of images resonate with with people who follow you? What kind of subjects, what kind of things do you take photos of that seem to resonate well with the Taiwanese people that, that might be different to what they're used to living in Taipei or Taiwan? I take some photos in Taipei. I post them on my social media. And a lot of people actually message me saying that, oh, I've never noticed um, Taipei in this way. I've never realized um, you can you can... Taipei can be presented at this way um, in, in this in this aspect in this regard. So interesting. Um, and so I I guess it's really more about the authenticity of the city. Uh, you're not trying to take photos of big landmarks. Sure. You're not trying to take photos of big high rises or like um, beautiful shops or um, good looking people. You're not trying to do that. Oh, I it's not a brochure, right? It's uh, it needs to be real. Yeah, exactly. And it's it literally just something that I observe and I capture during my 
whether it's living in London or traveling Taipei. Traveling Taipei, uh, what I like to do is I will um, say I'm meeting up with friends for dinner. I'll just walk from the closest metro station to the restaurants and then explore a bit in that area. I try to find out if there's any interesting shops or or go to um, or, or go go have a stroll in, in the park where on on a really quiet residential street. Um, so people are the main subject. Uh, Absolutely. A lot of people in a lot of buildings in your photography, I've noticed. A lot of street scenes, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. I like to I like to see like how people in the city interact with the surroundings and then how um, they represent how they represent the um well, how they represent the daily life in that particular city. So for example, I think I posted a series of um of pictures where I took in Tonghua Night Market, the mm, one I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just like, you know, people um, shopping or like um, the shop owners of the street store interacting with the customers, steam coming out from the bamboo baskets of the dumplings, um, um, you know, like uh, motorbikes and cars passing by. Uh, same as in in London, I like to take photos of, of people uh, walking past, like a really interesting looking canal, or um, in front of a uh, beautiful looking bookstore, or like just an old couple sitting on a bench in in the park reading or like chatting with each other. It's these kind of like subtle things that I think make um, make my photos unique and interesting to my um, readers and followers. So. Same, likewise, uh, in, in Taipei, I try to capture that. And this is something I would never be able to do if I didn't leave the country for a period of time. Because when you go back, you can have some fresh, um, you have a fresh pair of eyes to look at things. As you say, there's a, you know, a lot of photos of, of people walking past the pub or a man serving a drink. Or there's one of actually, this is actually of Copenhagen, but the, the logic is the same. It's two men sitting by the side of a swimming pool or an old couple walking by it's it's really authentic and it's actually folks you should check it out london.nanzi that's n-a-n-z-h-i it's real it's it's stuff that everybody recognizes and it's not some beautiful posed photo of look how sunny it is and look at, it's real it's authentic and it i guess maybe this is why people are kind of this is why people are relating to it this is why it's resonating with people right because it's these kinds of things that you can see the world over yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm really glad that um, I managed to f find a group of people that um, have this, that are like-minded, that have yeah, the same, um, same, same eyes for aesthetic. Uh, so I'm really, really glad. And I, have, and I always, I get um, people sharing their photography with me, and we will, you know, um, talk about what kind of camera, what kind of places that we can go um, to do street photography. So it's 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 really a good way to connect with people that are very similar to you and i think through street photography um you get to know a lot about the city and um, that you get to don't get to know while you are just a um, normal tourist sitting um on a bus um looking at things so it's a really different perspective absolutely way hung i mean anybody that that knows me knows that i love to walk around and whenever i go back to london i do go quite regularly I will make a point of, you know, leaving the house an hour early and walking there if I can, rather than jumping on the tube, particularly the tube, right? Because it's underground. You 
you go in it's then it's just blackness for 10 minutes and then you pop up again and you don't get to see the the, the parts of london or the parts of any city that are like that in between so it sounds like you and i are both big fans of kind of city walks I know for a fact that this is a big part of, you know, what you like to share with people. Wei Hung, maybe you could list a couple of kind of favorite destinations or favorite city walks, maybe start at A and move along to B and then C. I didn't used to walk that much when I lived in Taipei. Right. Um, just, to, just to give the audience a, a background knowledge, um, while Taipei is still a fairly well, newly developed city, it's a big metropolitan and the main means of transportation in Taipei are, uh, are, are metro um, and motorbikes. So a lot of Taiwanese people actually don't find it that pleasant to walk yeah, in Taipei because you bump into a lot of motorbikes. Even in these narrow alleys, um, they can be quite disrupting. But I, I, I guess... Growing up in Taipei, I'm quite used to it. So <laughs> sure. you just have to find a way to, to avoid it or just to like appreciate this kind of um this kind of thing. So but yeah, walking on the back alleys in, in Taipei I think can be quite interesting. Um and also um in some of the quieter areas actually um you you will find a lot of interesting things that you get to you don't get to find in other more touristy areas. So for example the Chifeng Street that I mentioned earlier, um, close to um, Zhongshan Station on the red line. It's R11, the station um, number. Um, yeah, right. all of the stations in, in Taipei are coded by number and alphabet. So it's easier for people who don't, don't know Chinese. Um, yeah, so it's that area. So from, if you look at the metro map, it's from R11 to R12 that you can find a lot of interesting things. Where you can even walk from R11 to um, G13. Um, there's a really old area and where you can find a lot of street stores, um, a lot of interesting boutiques converted from old flats. Oh, brilliant. Um, um, and you can also find uh, a traditional uh, market, indoor market, in that area at the same time you have some big department stores bookstores um um shopping malls so it's 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 got a bit of everything and so if you walk in the back alleys of the main streets you'll find a lot of interesting small things but if you want to hop back to the main street high street you can um still go to some fancy restaurants or do a like a shopping yourself um and then I guess another interesting area would be still on the red line, um, that's R22 Beitou. Mm -hmm. So Taiwan is a volcanic island, so it's got a lot of natural thermal bath areas. Yeah, yeah, cool. So if, you, if you're if you a fan of that, you can definitely go enjoy um, hot spring in Taipei. Even, even within central Taipei, you can find a lot of areas quite close to mountain ranges. Um, you can book yourself a nice hotel there and the hotel is equipped with um in-room um hot spring bath um oh, wow. you can look you can you can even look at the mountain scene and so that's Beitou um Beitou is very close to the famous national park in Taipei Yangmingshan um so you can even take buses up to the um different areas within that national park and I think it's around if I remember it correctly, I think it's around 2,000 meters in terms of the altitude. 
So it's it's quite insane that you can find this kind of like mountain areas <laughs> yeah. very close to central and um, like a central area in the metropolitan, and it's it's all within like a tube journey or a bus journey. So it's um, yeah, and then within that same area I just mentioned uh, the hot spring area, Beitou. It's also a very old area, so you can also find like old Japanese colonial architecture, new buildings. Very traditional street markets, uh, street food, uh, etc. And... I was just about to ask. Let's talk about the food because it always comes down to food, right? There's the, the culture and the heritage of, of Taiwan is obviously spectacular, but I think a lot of people are always kind of going like, "Tell me about the food. Tell me about the food." So, so street food mar- or the night markets. Give us a, a couple of samples of maybe some of your, your your favorite markets or your favorite places for street food. So yeah, because I do a lot of city walk, so I'm. Um, I'm not really fussed about looking for a specific street store when I go back to Taiwan because I have very limited uh, days <laughs> and during my holiday. Um, but yeah, I used to like to go to um, the night market I just mentioned. So Tonghua is another one of my new favorite ones. And um, there's another one called Nanjichang. Nanjichang mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, I think it's on the south but very close to the southwest of the city. And it's also got no metro station close to it. So you have to take, I think you can take a bus from the very touristic area, Ximen, um, on the blue line to to that um, night market. And I think after Michelin started to um, give ratings on a lot of Taiwanese street food and restaurants, Nanjichang is one of the, like, emerging uprising ones um it's got a lot of michelin guide recommendations um but um i think it's still very worth going um having a try because they have notoriously famous stinky tofu from taiwan oh, right. um a very a very nice store there if you if you're if you dare to try um i would say like give it a try like you're probably not a fan of the smell but after you eat it um, it's actually quite pleasant. It's just a normal tofu dish that you would enjoy. Um, it's good for vegetarian as well. So, yeah, I've got dumplings. You've got um, a really nice poached chicken on top of the rice. Um, you've got um, different types of um, desserts. Um, you've got uh, pastry, like traditional um, Chinese-style pastries. Um, and then you've got... Um, think there are, there are a lot more um, things in that night market. Also, a very small area, very local, so uh, you won't bump into um, a lot of tourists. I don't know about these days, but um, back in my days, like it, it was really, really quiet even during the peak hours. Fantastic, fantastic. So, I mean, talking of walking, talking of exploring, I guess. Um, well, unfortunately for most of the listeners, you won't be able to read it, folks. But um, Wei Hong, you've you've written a book about your travel experiences, about your walking experiences. Perhaps you could share a little bit about kind of how how the book came about and your experiences while you were writing it. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, this summer, um, July twenty twenty three, I published my first book, and it's a London travel guidebook available in um in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, Singapore, and Malaysia, basically. Um most of the Chinese-speaking countries. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a really fun journey because I decided to do this project with the Taiwanese publisher just before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit. (laughs) So I basically had to, after I signed the contract and agreement, I had to pause the whole project um, for two years. And I 
picked it back up after everything was opening up again. But it was still a really, really good way for me to rediscover the city. Yeah. Um, I like to take photos. I like to try out different types of food. Um, I like to explore boutiques, shops, street markets, uh, parks, um, different types of like areas and attractions within the city. So um, I wrote this book in Chinese, unfortunately, uh, for, for English speakers, you <laughs> will not be able to read it. Um, but it's 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 got everything um in london it doesn't have all the fancy big names but it's got really like uh extensive list of places or neighborhoods that you can visit when you're in the city if you want to try something different um i also often share these places and photos on my instagram um so if you're interested you can definitely um check it out Wonderful. I th yeah, I think, folks, if you're listening and if you're not a, a Chinese reader, then maybe maybe the Instagram is the place to go. So Wei Hong posts under the handle at London.Nanzi. That's N-A-N-Z-H-I. Tell us a little about what kind of photos people might expect to see on your Instagram, Wei Hong. I would say it's very neighborhood looking. Um, I live in, I, I mean, I myself, I don't live in like central, central London. I mean, obviously, most of Londoners don't do that, but... I think most of the travelers who uh, are in London will, just, will, will try to stay as close to central London as Absolutely. possible. Absolutely. So my my book or my Instagram offers a different perspective to um, travelers or people that are not that familiar with other parts of London that actually there are more areas that we can explore. You don't have to always stay close to British Museum. You don't have to always go to um the london eye area sure. um you if you if you have more time you can stay in a zone two um area just outside central london still close to central london within 20 minutes on the tube um you can live in a quiet neighborhood stay in airbnb or um or in in a um, hotel room and explore a bit and try um, local bakeries, um, we're going to a bookstore, um, try out the farmer's market on the weekend, go for a stroll um, in a massive park. Um, there are plenty of parks and green spaces in London that you can explore. Um, so it's really to, to, to offer people a different point of view of London um, if you're not familiar with the city. Fantastic. And of course, folks, if you do read Chinese, then then you'll get the best of both worlds. You'll get Wei Hong's wonderful photography and a lot of kind of depth and context about the imagery. Wei Hong, I could happily talk about photography and stinky tofu all day long, but I'm afraid we're going to have to wrap up things quite shortly. So so thank you very much, folks. You were listening to Wei Hong Tseng, a Taiwanese author and Instagrammer who posts under the handle at London Nancy. Thank you so much for joining us, Wei Hong. Thank you, Simon. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Folks, you've been listening to The Journey Podcast, where I, Cy Wilmore, talk with pioneers, trailblazers, and thought leaders who are pushing the envelope in their industries. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.